I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Now, today we have a special guest on with us, as always, Kayla Nedza. And Kayla is joining us this week to talk about burnout and how she created self awareness throughout her journey of overcoming burnout and taking better care of herself. I think for so many of us, all of us really, this um, podcast episode is going to definitely resonate. Kayla shares the three levels or three stages of burnout and she does so so beautifully and it makes so much sense that it's not like you have burnout or not there's these different stages that we can move through and I just really wanted her to come on this episode with me to talk about this with you especially because I wanted to have a podcast episode around this time of year that focused on self-awareness Now, the reason I wanted to talk about self-awareness at this time of year specifically, it is December 11th. If you are listening to this live or if you're listening to this episode a few days afterwards, we are approaching the Christmas season. Now, I've talked about this on my newsletter just this week on Monday. If you're not yet on my newsletter, we have some awesome conversations. Every Monday, I send you a love note straight to your inbox. So if you're not on my newsletter list yet, you can just type in the bit.ly link that I created for you and it's just bit.ly slash Mondays with Meg. That's it. So every Monday, email from me. And this Monday, you and I, if you got the email, which by the way, if you are on the list and you didn't get the email, be sure you're checking your junk folder or your promotions folder. Sometimes I am sent over there if your mailing system like Google, like Gmail, um, they might push me over to your promotions folder. But anyways... This week on Monday, I was talking about how I'm seeing a lot of posts lately about how to navigate the holidays. And I saw this when it was Thanksgiving in the US and now that Christmas is approaching, we're like in the Christmas party season, a bunch of get-togethers, that sort of thing. And I keep seeing um, posts saying that we need to like somehow learn how to navigate the holidays, right? And we actually don't need to learn how to navigate the holidays whatsoever. What I 
truly believe is we all have this inner wisdom within all of us and that's all we need to navigate anything. So if you find yourself reaching out to coaches or influencers or you're googling how to navigate the holidays or whatever you're googling to try and figure out how to like stick with a routine or whatever during the holidays please know that you have this source of inner wisdom within yourself and you actually don't need to go outside of yourself for any reason um so I just wanted to make that clear but we do talk about having this self-awareness during the holidays and that's very different than going outside of yourself to seek answers or a structured to-do list and one thing that I really love about my conversation with Kayla today is how she defines wellness so I want you to listen to this full episode. There's lots of great takeaways in here. Kayla's very inspiring and she's doing amazing work in our world. So have fun with this episode. Listen to it. If you love it, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me, I am Meg Dahl on Instagram so I can see it and thank you and we can chat over in the DMs. I love seeing you guys share um, when you're listening. It's awesome. It totally makes my day. So thank you in advance to everyone who shares this episode. All right, guys, enjoy and I will chat with you next week. Hey, Kayla, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you on with me this week. Thank you. Hey, I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes, me too. I feel like we've been waiting to just like actually meet each other and get to know each other a little bit better. And it's cool that our audience can be with us today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. So I did give you a little bit of an intro leading up to our interview, but if you wouldn't mind, just like introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I am a, I like to say that I am multifaceted, and I think it's, it's funny when people say that, but I kind of, when I started talking about myself, I was like, okay, I figure I need to touch on these points, but um, I am a wellness coach, I am a podcaster, I am an educator, and all that's all sense of the word, and really I got into the larger health and wellness space because I had uh, 10 plus years of health-related issues in uh, doctor's offices um, with, you know, these mysterious illnesses, whether they were gut-related, hormone-related, and um, as I was researching a lot of the uh, a lot of the content material that's within the health and wellness space, I couldn't find a lot of people that uh, talked like me, act like me, looked like me. And so I really got into this space to provide a different perspective of, um, of wellness and really understand 
and really, you know, broaden what it means to to be well and to be healthy and well. And so um, through my coaching platform, I work specifically with uh, corporate professionals who are burnt out or almost close to being burnt out um, because that's exactly where I was when I, when my health issues started. And so really helping, you know, high, uh, high performing women and corporate women navigate through that. And then through my podcast, um, really providing a different lens of, um, of wellness through women of color and really showcasing the amazing things that women of color are doing within the wellness space. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And you are doing amazing things for sure. And you have a wonderful podcast, which we can talk a little bit more about later. But can we just like go back to what you said about burnout? And that's actually something that we haven't talked a lot about on this show. So could you kind of like define that for people that might not be super familiar with what burnout is? I know it's kind of like, I think when we hear the word burnout, we know what we're talking about, but maybe weave your story into that. Yeah. So I really, how I like to think about burnout is I kind of have a pyramid of burnout and stress. So you have the three levels. And so the base level is your level one where you, it's just kind of the, the basic, you know, stressed out a little bit overstressed um, symptoms where your, your shoulders are a little bit tense. You have these like headaches that are more eye headaches or I like to call them like right in the middle of your forehead. Um, you're a little bit more irritable. You're a little bit, you're snapping a little bit more, but there's no like telltale signs. That you're like, okay, I'm, I'm super, super stressed out. And then you get into like the level two where that's, like you are, you know, really starting to snap. You have some sort of candida overgrowth. Um, you are, you know, uh, you're, you have start, start to have a lot more stomach issues than usual. You know, you start to sense like a tenseness and everybody kind of knows when you spend sense of tenseness in your stomach, you feel like you're literally so anxious or you're like so bent up, bent, bent out of shape. Um, so that's kind of level two. And then level three is kind of like you are burnt out, like you are exhausted all the time. You are um, literally, you can sleep 14 hours and you wake up and you're not excited about anything and you're not even rested in any capacity. Um, that's when you start to get to the, to the major gut symptoms where you have like, you know, I know you and I have both had parasites and even some other like SIBO related stuff. And even like snapping like crazy at everybody in your life. Um, it, you know, that's kind of like the level three tier. So I like to think about it in those tiers because people can kind of identify to say, okay, like I'm not a completely burnt out. I'm get, I feel like I'm getting there though. So I deal with a lot of women who are on level one, level two, um, mm-hmm. that are like close, slowly climbing to get the level three. And so I really, you know, try and implement those, um, those stress management techniques in level one and level two, just to be able to kind of relax a little bit and understand what they're, what they're seeing. And really, I kind of thought of this when, I was going through my own health issues and, you know, this started in college where I had those initial symptoms and had those initial things, but I literally like would just put it on the back burner. I wouldn't even like pay attention and say, nope, keep going, keep going. But um, one of the phrases that I love and I hear all the time is that the universe will continue to throw pebbles at you to, to, you know, hear the message until they literally throw a boulder at you and say, sit down. Like you need to, you need to listen to me. So literally as I was going through all my health issues and all the, the major stressors that was going on in my life, whether it was, you know, college, college, was stressful in and of itself. I just, I probably put more stress on uh, myself than I wanted to just because I'm such a high performer and I want to do so well um, throughout all of my career and through all, all my jobs. I mean, I wanted to perform extremely well. So I was working 13, 14, maybe 15 hour days um, on top of, you know, life stressors. You know, I was, I had broken up with my, uh, with my ex of eight years, almost a decade. My mom had passed away um, unexpectedly. So there's so many things, so many stressors that kind of 
lend me to see like, okay, like here are the things and here are the symptoms and the signs that I saw along the way. And um, what I want to tell a lot of women is like, here are the things that you can start to look for so that you don't get down the line and you're at that level three, even like above level three to where you are like, I can't do this anymore. And you just shut completely down because I don't want women to get there. Yeah. And that's where you found yourself, right? Yeah. So um, how long did it take you to kind of progress through those levels? And first of all, before I remember now what I was going to say before that, when you were describing level one, like the headachey and kind of moody and like you're kind of tired, you know, like that that first level that still sounds really not fun you know it's like it's one of those things where i think even sometimes and i heard i hear this all the time is some people are like i'm pmsing and they just like take it off as that i'm like well you know if it's happening like throughout your month or throughout your monthly cycle like that's a huge indicator too but even again you're right it doesn't sound fun and people just think it's normalized and mm-hmm. I think so many times within like the larger society you know we have this idea of um you know kind of you know going to the max and going you know from zero to 100 and so people literally look at those signs like yeah it's okay i'm like how is that okay <laughs> yeah and you brought up college too and i think that's kind of like the age group that a lot of us start feeling a little burnt out. But if we are feeling that way and the people around us, like our friends who are literally going through the same motions that we're going through, and if they're not saying anything, we kind of, again, push it to the side and think, well, why am I feeling this way? We start judging our bodies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I love that you brought that up in terms of like judging our bodies, because especially with women, we hold so much in on our bodies, whether it's in our hips, whether it's in our shoulders, whether it's, you know, different parts of our body. And I think it's it's interesting because when those signs and symptoms start to show up, like, hey, your, your shoulders are a little bit tenser than usual, like your hips feel a little bit tense and, and um we really start to think about, I really start to think about it in terms of like these signs of symptoms showing up that we just ignore sometimes because it's a lot easier to just, you know, again, put them to the side and not deal with them because that would include some of the work that we have to do to get to that, um, get to that level of not having that tenseness. So I'd love that you brought up the, the feeling it in your body portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just have to, again, we talk a lot about like not comparing ourselves, right? But even with our health, We have to really take things super seriously and not be comparing, like, if I was going through the same motions as you were, not to be comparing myself to what you're experiencing versus what I'm experiencing. So how did your journey progress from, like, level one to level three? And what were some of those bigger symptoms, those bigger issues. I know you brought up gut health quite a few times, and that's so important that we dive into that for sure. Yeah. So really, I started to notice a lot of these symptoms when I was a freshman in college. And when I started taking on like a heavier course load and started to I mean, I was doing three internships at the time and a part of two organizations on campus. So I was doing all the things and doing the most. So I really, it really started to show up in terms of like, I would be eating something on campus, like from the campus cafeteria and like, it just would not sit with me. And I'm off because historically I, I could like stomach these things, whether it was like, um, you know, some sort of pasta or some sort of bagel or what have you. Um, 
prior to, to me becoming a be, being in wellness and becoming a well a, like a wellness coach i was eating a super super high carb diet i mean like all processed carbs all the time but then i slowly started to get to a point where i'm like okay like this doesn't sit well with me and i started to really you know feel it in my stomach and like my stomach was just upset and then i started to have a lot of headaches like i um, I played sports my entire life and, you know, I used my head a lot. I played soccer and it was never, like, I never had an issue with it. So I'm like, okay, like there's something in my head. Like I really feel like something's like, like pushing on my head and this feels very, very weird. And then I also started to realize that I was sleeping like on the weekends. I was sleeping, you know, 13, 14 hours and I would wake up and I'd be like, I'm still exhausted and I still don't even want to do anything. And so it was those kind of things where I'm just like, okay, something's wrong, but I don't know what's wrong. And quite frankly, like it's really not impacting my daily life as much as I, um, as much as I think it is. Like I could still go to my classes, I could still do all the things, but like, so it's not that big of an issue. But as I started to progress throughout college, it started to get a lot worse. And like, even I actually remember a funny story when my dad picked me up from college um, to go home for the holidays and he gave me gas X and he's like, Hey, I heard you have stomach issues here. And like, it didn't help at all. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know what's wrong. And I don't know what the issue is. And even like when he gave me that, like I didn't, like I couldn't stomach stuff or stomach a lot of food for, I would say maybe six or seven hours. Like I, I would just do a, a, a random fast and I didn't even, but I was like, man, I'm hungry, but like, I can't stomach anything. And so really, like I, I progressed throughout, you know, college and this is kind of in waves in terms of like continuing to get worse and it continued to surmount. Um, it became something where I was like, okay, can't ignore this anymore. Um, and that was, you know, a, a few years ago at this point, but it just, it's something that, um, I noticed that there's such a big connection between the gut and the brain. And like, there's this, if I was stressed up here in my, in my head, like in my gut, I felt it. And if my gut was off, like my brain was impacted either through brain fog, anxiety. I, I suffer with a lot of depression. Um, just kind of, I just noted the noticed the uh, really the connection between them and the progression of that, and it was not fun in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are so tightly connected for sure, and I know I'll have clients that are really having a hard time like grasping the fact that they are so connected, stress and the state of their gut health, and. Um, it's my work. I love to educate them, but also try to get them off of that mentality that there's something within their gut that needs to be fixed. And it's really this, let's address the stress because that's the root of all of this. And just like it was for you. So when you discovered that, Kayla, what did you start putting into place to help you overcome this burnout yeah so the first thing i did and what's interesting is i is i think that everybody starts different places but the very first thing that i had to do is i had to work on my mindset and i had to work on my mental what was going on in in my with my mental health and particularly when um i kind of dove into it so i dove into therapy a lot and what i realized is that the reason I was doing all of the things and continue to stress myself out is in some capacity, I was addicted to the stress and addicted mm-hmm. to this idea of continually being busy and busy because I had other things that I needed to address that were scarier for me to address, or it was a lot easier for me to throw myself into other things and not pay attention to those things. So I really had to like rework my mindset in the sense of like, throughout my entire life, I've always felt like I wasn't enough in some capacity. And whether that was, um, I really that started like when I, so I was adopted um, in, in Colombia and my mom had given me up for adoption. And so I always, that was like my first 
me entering into the world first. And so I really had to like, starting from birth, there's all these things that really, you know, connect in terms of like, oh, I feel like I'm not enough with whatever it is, whether it's my career, schooling, uh, my body, you know, my relationships. And so I really had to like start with my mindset. So you know what? What can I do to get to a point where I feel like I'm enough and everything that I'm doing is enough so that I don't feel like I have to do all the things and continue with this burnout cycle because I can't break the burnout cycle if I keep doing all of the things. And so Mm -hmm. literally the only thing that could break that was, was first my mindset. And so I dove into, uh, I dove into therapy. I dove into a lot of, um, you know, just general like life coaching work to just understand like what I was thinking and understand my process of thinking, which mm-hmm. is kind of the hardest part sometimes because you're like, sometimes you don't even know the thoughts that you're having. Um, the majority of the time, because you're also, especially in larger society, we're getting so many messages on a daily basis that we're not enough in, in any capacity, especially women, like through a lot of the healthcare and beauty and industry and things like that. So um, I really had to reprogram myself. And so that was kind of step one that I also had to address a lot of my gut stuff. So I really started getting into, um, again, the more holistic wellness space where I started testing different ways of eating. So I tried paleo. Um, I'd never heard paleo. Um, I had never heard of paleo up until maybe a few years ago, but um, I tried paleo. I tried like all, all the different diets, but paleo's kind of stuck with me. I also had to really, and this is something I see all the time, I think you talk about this too, is um, especially with exercising and with movement, like I was doing two a days in some capacity. Like there are days that I would go running in the morning and go lift at night and lift crazy heavy. So I literally walked for like a month straight. Like I didn't even touch a barbell. I didn't touch any weights. I literally just went for walks. I did some yoga and, and that was about it. Um, and then I also got to a point where I started seeing more lifestyle things were impacting me. So like my relationships is there's a lot of toxic relationships that I had where people were trying to fit me into a certain box or they were, you know, overstepping my boundaries of what I needed in, in specific relationships, whether it was romantic, whether it was friendships. Um, and so I really had to address a lot of my relationships that I, um, that I had in my life because I'm a big relationships person and, you know, those are kind of the core of what I do. So it was kind of all of these things that surmounted into one, I guess, holistic approach to really get me to a good place and a better place than I was. Wow. I am amazed by everything that you accomplished throughout your journey, but I just have to share that when you were telling me about this mindset piece that you did first, which I love that you tackled that first, because let's be honest, most people, when they're moving through any type of health issue, they go to diet, supplements and exercise. And then things like are kind of budging, but not really. And then they go to the mindset and that's when everything starts clicking, right? So I just want to highlight the fact that you were dealing with burnout and in order for you to actually like overcome this burnout, which so many women experience, probably the majority that are listening to this podcast, um, you actually had to go back to literally when you entered this world, and kind of resolve or reframe and let go of all of those beliefs that you brought along with you up until that point. Mm -hmm. That is huge. 
Yeah. Yeah. It could be painful. I mean, and, and I think that sometimes, again, we go to the diet and the exercise first, because I think that's, it's, it's something that's a little bit easier. Like I can literally just go, you know, pick up some whole foods and make, and make some, you know, make something in the kitchen, you know, by myself, or I can, you know, go walk for a month and not pick up a barbell. But if you're literally walking through the entirety of your life and like, at least for me, like 28 years of my life of things I need to unpack um, throughout my lifetime. That's extremely difficult. And that's something that a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch that. Like, I don't even know if I want to, I want to go back into the depths of that. But mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the work begins and will end because mm-hmm. uh, there's so much you can learn. And there's so many things that you can pull out of that to say, you know what? I learned this then and I'm still, I'm still, I still believe that now. And I have to fix that because if I don't fix that, then I'm continue with the things that I'm doing, you know, regardless of your, you know, diet or exercise or things like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's painful and it can be messy. And that's why I think a lot, why a lot of people don't necessarily do it because it's, it's hard work. Yeah. They don't want to, they're not willing to go to d- those depths as you mentioned. So people can't see me, but I am just sitting here like nodding along this whole time. And also my body is completely covered in shivers just because I'm vibing with you. I totally get it. So while we're on the topic, because this is the work that I believe is so important and I actually do with my clients, but I'm curious how you approached those long held beliefs and worked through them. Like, what did that actually look like for you? Because I'm sure people are going to be listening to this episode and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've literally believed my entire life that I'm not enough. And so what did that process actually look like for you? Yeah, so I I, there's a few things that that I'll highlight because it's definitely there's definitely a, lot. a lot of things that I've learned, but yeah. <laughs> but there's, so there's definitely a lot of things. So one of the first things I did and what was really, really helpful for me is um is I tackled some of my relationships and particularly my romantic relationships because um those for the longest time were kind of a source of my stress and uh, because I invested so much in them and, and they were a big part of my life. And what I realized and what kind of um, one of the exercises that I worked through is I literally wrote down every single guy that I had you know, dealt with in some capacity. And then I wrote down why we had ended. And um, so I had a list of however many guys and um, and literally I I would write down exactly, you know, why we ended, whether that was, you know, communication, something, something or other. And so when I was with my therapist, she's like, all right, go deeper. I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, okay, you had a communication issue with this person. What exactly does that mean? And I said, I don't know. And she said, well, it looks like that person was emotionally unavailable for you to have that conversation with them. And so the communication started breaking down because they were emotionally unavailable for you to have that conversation. I said, okay. And so literally every single guy that I had, been in some sort of relationship with her dealt with in some, in some capacity was emotionally unavailable. So what that told me is it's a reflection of me because I was choosing those partners and I was choosing to be with those people, whether again, it was, this was just for romantic relationships, but even friendships. Like um, I had issues with that as well, but it was the literal reflection of like, Oh, okay. Like I am emotionally unavailable in some capacity. So then I took it and said, okay, why am I emotionally unavailable? Where, like, where, where is this, like, where's, where's the starting? Like, how does this, how does this align? And so I also had to go back to, again, this feeling of not being enough. And I'm like, okay, what are all the instances where I felt like I wasn't enough? And just my therapist was like, literally write like as many pages as you want about every single time you felt like you're not, you weren't enough. And so what it came down to is as I was writing all of these things, it literally kind of dawned on me that, 
I felt like I wasn't enough um, in all capacities or in all ways of, of doing things, whether it was, you know, any sort of relationships, any sort of um, any sort of way of being. And what I realized is that the minute that I can understand that I am enough as I am right now and that I can give myself grace. And while that sounds very easy and that sounds very like, oh, woo woo and and very like um, and very nuanced. I firmly had to believe that. And so I literally had to take steps every day to believe that I was enough in some capacity. So whether that was, and this kind of varies for everybody, what what I did is um, I'm very, I like to read or I like, you know, looking at things and it really sits well on my mind. So I literally wrote down every single day, either through gratitude or affirmations, like I am enough and the reasons why I'm enough because I am this, I am that, whatever. I literally put it on like my my mirror um, and multiple mirrors throughout the house of like reminding myself, okay, I'm enough. And like literally trying to reprogram my mind. I literally put it even in my wallet. Like I wrote something down, I put it in my wallet. And so every time I went to my wallet, like I had that, had that in there. Um, so that was something. And then I also um, really started to rebuild this sense of self and rebuild a lot of my boundaries and a lot of my values um, in terms and boundaries based off of my values, values in terms of like, what do I value? Like, what am I, I don't even know what my values are. And at the end of the day, it was kind of this self-discovery in the sense where I was like, okay, my values are, you know, freedom, creativity, or what have you. And here's how I can set my boundaries accordingly and say, and really step into my no of, um, no, I'm not doing that. Or no, I'm not going to be a part of this relationship. Or no, I'm not going to take that job. Or no, I'm not going to do this because it doesn't reflect my values and, and really what I you know stand for. So it was kind of a, a dual approach and like first understanding what my patterns were and then understanding, okay, what are my values so I can set the boundaries so that I can stay true to myself because I know who I am at this point and I know how I want to show up in the world. And here's how I can do that through my boundaries and through my values. Absolutely incredible. And isn't it so wild? I think it's just amazing that a journey like this journey all started because you were like tired and dealing with gut issues. And look at you now, like you have this profound sense of self-awareness and you know yourself so well now. And you're also guiding other women to this place as well. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a little trippy. It, it's funny because again, to your point, like when you start in this stuff or when you start like literally peeling back the layers, you're like, oh, okay. And really start to see why all these things are connected. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is so powerful is being able to like go through the layers of things and like really show women, like you can change anything that you want, or you can change your circumstance. You can change um, all the things that are going on in your life. You just need to believe that you can. Mm -hmm. So it's it's super powerful. Yeah. And I just wanted to highlight the fact that like you wrote those affirmations around your home and left them in key places. And anyone that's listening to this episode that thinks that that's not going to work for them or it's too out there or too fluffy, right? That shit works. Like you obviously have to be doing all of the other stuff, but that's a real great tool to help support everything come together. Yeah. And look, I, I didn't believe it for the longest time. I'm, I, I will be the first to admit that I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is ridiculous. This is not going to help me in any capacity, but it literally like retrained and rewired rewired my brain and my mind because mm-hmm. I literally like what I think was also interesting is like 
and what I was um, working with my therapist on is like, you start to seek out those things too, or you start to, when you see those values on a daily basis, you start to seek out those things in those situations that present you those things. So if my, one of my values is, um, is ease. So I go for things that are situations or people that are, you know, have a sense of ease to them. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause then you really start to understand exactly what that looks like, what that feels like, what that, what that tastes like potentially. Um, and so it's, it's, again, it's, it's a whole, um, it's a whole mind thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was telling, I'll tell you right now. I was absolutely skeptical, but <laughs> it, but I definitely works. Amazing. Okay. So I do want to dive a little bit into this self-awareness piece that you clearly have. And especially with the holidays coming up, I think so many of us spend a lot of time with more people than we're used to around this time of year. I know for me, I feel like quite the hermit, like during the winter months, I just kind of stay in my house and that's about it. And then the holidays come around and we're surrounded by all of these other people. And I would just like to chat with you a little bit about carrying our self-awareness with us into the holiday season and what that can look like and how it shows up for you in your life. Yeah. And I, I I was actually talking with my friend, I'm going to start a campaign, protect your energy 2020, because I think when we're in these situations, again, when of situations that we're not usually used to. And sometimes we feel forced into these situations, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, your friends from high school that you haven't seen in 10 years and they're like, just come, just come. And you're like, okay, whatever. What I really stress a lot is protecting your energy because at the end of the day, when you are in a situation or in the, especially around the holidays, your body will literally tell you if you feel off in any capacity, whether it's like energy of like tenseness, whether it's the energy of sadness or, or what, what have you. Um, I really think as you're protecting your energy, how can you best serve yourself at that particular moment? And for, for example, holidays are always not fun for me because my mom passed four or five years ago. Like I'm kind of the, the one that's making all the meals and, and doing all the things. And so I really have to give myself space every time because uh, every time for the past four or five years that I'm either Thanksgiving or, or Christmas because, um, because I know it's a, a tense or a, you know, a, a upsetting time for me. So literally taking space and understanding what, again, what taking space means for you is that, you know, just going and doing a, a quick workout or going for a walk. Is it, um, you know, incorporating more mostly whole foods because you feel better when you're doing that? Is it, you know, spending time with your dog? Like there's so many things that are, that can really, allow you to take that space when you're in these other spaces of different energies and differing energies. Um, but what I will say is, again, what I was saying before is just really stepping into your no and saying like, if you're, if you really don't want to go to that you know, reunion of high school friends that you saw 10 years ago, then, then don't do it. Like there's, they're not holding you to any, any standard and you, um, and you can say no. And I think that there's a lot of times where again, we feel like we need to say no and we need to, um, or we, we need to say yes and we don't feel like we can say no. And I really am telling you, to, I'm giving you permission to do that if you need to do that and to take time for yourself. Um, but really that's kind of how I think about it in terms of, you know, protecting your energy, protecting your space, because so many times with boundaries, like our physical space, as well as our emotional space. And so it's kind of varies for each individual person, but 
how do you protect your energy? I think that's also a great exercise. If you don't know how to protect your energy, well, this is a perfect time to do it now because you're like, okay, how can I do so? And take that into every other situation, regardless of the holidays. Perfect timing for sure. And then to carry it with you. I like that theme for 2020 as well. That's fun. I like it. And yeah, yeah. And um, just like the whole being able to say no and stand firmly in that, this like all circles back to the burnout piece too, because as well as like the mindset and really healing those old wounds of yours, I know that saying no was probably a really huge part of your healing journey as well because so many of us develop burnout because we're just saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, again, I see a lot of women doing this because we have that more nurturing side to us and we feel like we need to, if if we're saying no, then we need to give a paragraph essay long explanation of why we're saying no. It's like, why do we need to feel the need to do that? Um, and so I really challenge a lot of, a lot of people that I work with and even, you know, my close friends and family is like, you could say no and that's it. Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be a lot, you know, a essay length long description of why you're saying no. Um, I think sometimes we need to validate ourselves in that way. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because Again, there's so many situations, so many times where we do that. And it's literally a practice every single time, every single situation, every single day, every single time you have the ability to do so. Um, and once you start to practice that, you'll start to strengthen them. So, and that's, again, the hardest part. Yeah. And I know a lot of women are, or a lot of people are kind of hesitant to set those boundaries and tell people no. But I love talking about the fact that if people are triggered by us setting our boundaries, then they have some of their own personal work to do if that's a trigger to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I think there's a spectrum is like you could either and let's just say it's your friend, for example, and you have a spectrum of you could either you know, start to pull away from them and, you know, they're not going to be a part of your life at some capacity or you just manage your energy around them and just say, you know what, I this is what I expect from this person. This is what I know from this person or this situation. Um, so you're not investing a lot of your, your energy into the situation. And um, and I think that again, a lot of people don't see all the options that they have. And once we start, and again, that also goes back to some of the mindset work is, let's just say for this example, like, why do you feel like you need to be friends with this person? You know, what, what is holding you there? Is it history? Like you, you've been friends with them for 20 years. Like how does, how is that reflected in your, in your daily life? Because again, I also think that um, if you're listening to this and you're nodding your head and you're like, yeah, yeah, you're doing the work and you're mm-hmm. in this space where you might be on a different energy um, level and that's okay, but just understand that you're on different energy levels and that's, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, you dictate who you want to be in your life and what energy you want to put in your life and in your space, because that's going to impact you in a big way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this conversation so much. And I'm actually going to go way back to something that you said right when we started talking. And I know one of your biggest passions is kind of like broadening or redefining what wellness actually looks like and what it actually is. And so could you maybe tell us what um, wellness is to you? 
Yeah. So wellness to me is an evolution of self and understanding that at different points in your life, you're going to have certain, and I say, and I put wellness in quotes, you're going to have certain things that are going to help your wellness or help you be your best self at that particular moment as you evolve as your best self. And so for example, um, like I, I ate paleo mostly for, for three or so years, but right now I like eating rice. Like it's, and that's a, it's a very simple example, but it's this continued evolution of self and what you need at any particular moment. And so I think when we look at the wellness space overall is there sometimes becomes a very nuanced and dogmatic approach to wellness and like, okay, drink this smoothie and do this thing. And that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's like, that's not realistic. Um, so how can you take a lot of the things or either are all the messages that you're hearing? And again, as you're evolving into your, your best and most well self, how can you take those things into what fits into your daily life or fits into, um, fits into what you are doing on a daily basis? Because again, as we're evolving and changing, there are certain things that aren't going to work for you. And there's certain things that are going to be amazing for you. And what we were talking about before is not getting caught in the comparison trap of, okay, that works for somebody that's not necessarily going to work for me. So me, wellness is just an evolution itself. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I always ask all of my guests what it means to them to be unbreakable. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think being unbreakable to me is standing in your power and whatever power means to you, whether that's standing in your no, whether that's standing in your inherent belief that you can, uh, that you can do anything, whether it's in your career, your relationships or what have you. I think it's really understanding your own internal power and that you have the, uh, you have the capability to create the life and create um, what wellness looks like to you as an individual, because the minute that you can start to see, okay, like I am, I am powerful in this sense, then you have a amazing sense of self to be able to, so you can really be able to trust yourself too and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I know what's best for me. And that, and that's, uh, that's your superpower. So to me, being unbreakable is literally being able to stand in your power. I love that. And is there some examples of how you've like stood in your power recently? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's so many, there's so many of them, but like, for example, and this is kind of a, and I'll give you a, give me an extreme version. I'll give you like a lighter version. Extreme version is, so I left the corporate space after years and I'm finally doing this wellness thing uh, full time. And that was absolutely terrifying for me because I knew there's, there's so many times where I thought I was going to, you know, run a company or a Fortune 500 company or be like some sort of senior level executive, which I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not it. That's, that's not what I want to do. And so I really had to stand my power to say, you know what, I'm going to do this thing for time and I'm going to figure it out and it's going to be great because I can't, I really or I don't want to do the corporate thing anymore. And so being able to stand in my power was saying, okay, I know what I want. I know what I need. I know how I want to impact the larger world. And so that was kind of a big, a big thing for me, but even like on a lighter scale, standing in my power is um, especially within the wellness space, I think that there's one particular way of um, how wellness is perceived or how wellness is, is put into the larger space and how one person can look within being well. And so really, um, in terms of just like this lighter version is um, I show up on, on every day, mostly I wear, you know, my big hoops, I wear my red lips, I wear and I, and I say yo all the time because I'm, I'm from uh, the East Coast. So that's also standing my power to be able to say like, I I'm in the wellness space, but there's a certain way that I talk, that I act, and that I look, and that 
standing in my power on a daily basis and showing up within the wellness space um, this way feels authentic to me. And that's how we can change some of the wellness, change the larger wellness space is just me being able to show up on an everyday basis with the things that I love. So uh, those are, I guess, two examples. Mm, And thank you so much for sharing those. I just wanted to give our listeners some examples of how you show up um, in your power. Like recently, I loved hearing that. Those are awesome. And you're doing such amazing things. I'm so proud of you. And like, you're running your own business. So that's awesome. Um, sweetheart, where can everyone find you? I just absolutely enjoyed our chat so much. And I want everyone to connect with you in all the ways. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Kayla Nitza, and you can find me, find the podcast on Instagram at uh, wellness well podcast. Um, you can also find me at my website, kaylanedzit.com, uh, where I have all of the things on there. That's kind of my main hub. But, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really fine. Thank you. And such a great podcast name, by the way. <laughs> Literally, it's it's so funny because I was brainstorming all these ideas of like names of like what to call it. And so I was brainstorming, brainstorming. And then I came up with one like out of the blue and it was a wellness glow up podcast and it was 11, 11. And so I'm like, all right, we're done. That's it. Wow. There's no other name that I could do. Literally, it's 11-11. I didn't realize what time it was. So that's that's kind of how the name came up to be. Amazing. Well, we will get everyone plugged into those offerings that you have. I'll have everything linked up in the show notes. And thank you so much again for joining me this week, Kayla. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Megan. Thank you for, for holding space for me being able to come on the show. Always. Thanks. 